Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. You're listening to Hurt at Sports Radio. Welcome back to Hurt at Sports Radio on AM 590 ESPN Omaha, ESPN Tri-Cities. We are also on Twitter, Facebook, and here with me and we are going through our Super Bowl Super 6. We've gone 1 through 5 already and we've got 6 and our sleeper up left and I've got another coach at my 6. It's Steve Wilkes. Okay. 49ers defensive coordinator. We talked about this earlier in the week, right? The 49ers have all the talent you could want on defense. They have not always played that way, especially in the playoffs, especially in the first half of both of their playoff games. I, I am kind of using Steve Wilkes almost as a placeholder for the entire defense because I obviously I didn't want to put a whole unit on here. But I also do think he specifically has a lot to do with, a lot to do with what's happening here because, you know, we heard a lot about uh, we didn't play with good effort against the – the the Lions and you know there was there was some some issues there. I I wonder how much of it's that, and I wonder how much of it was defensive play calling and having them prepared for the Lions' offense. That to me is a concern here in this game. If the 49ers can fix that side of the ball, starting with Steve Wilkes, they're going to be in much better shape. Because what did we talk about earlier? If you if you if you can get Brock Purdy to be Eli Manning in this scenario to knock off the the new Tom Brady, which is our guy Patrick Mahomes, then you need the 49ers defense to do what the Giants defense did to Tom Brady. That's heat him up without bringing extra guys. That's the biggest thing is get pressure on Patrick Mahomes. If you can get pressure with four, which the 49ers should be able to with their with the guys they have up there with with uh, Bosa 
and Hargrave and Armstead and and uh, and Chase Young, and they got Randy Gregory coming in off the as a pass rush specialist. Like they should be able to get to get pressure on Patrick Mahomes. Then they'll be in good shape. But Steve Wilkes has to have a good game. He deserves a lot of credit too for taking over a D'Amico Ryan's yeah. defense and making them Super Bowl contenders again. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's uh, another point to add. If I was probably choosing between him and Spags, I would lean Spags because of the work that he did this season. But I think you're on to something when you when you talk about this defense kind of being the missing piece of the 49ers effort as a whole, because the guy I have at six is Nick Bosa. Mm, fair. So I, I, I stuck to just one guy because Bosa has just not been there. In fact, he's basically disappeared. And you, you wonder because – you, you look at the linebacking group and, and you Fred Warner and company are like, they're the hard hitting guys and they have been this postseason. But where is like the line gone? Because it's almost as if they're the soft hitting of the group. And you can't have that, especially against Mahomes when you have to get uh, a ton of QB hurries. So I, I have Bosa on this list because not only is he the most talented defensive player on the football field, he still has like a lot to unleash. Like, just take the cork out of the bottle. That's what they need to figure out how to do in this game. If, if he can pop that cork and let the champagne flow, the champagne will continue to flow in the locker room after this game. Bosa has a lot of experience. He's been to the Super Bowl before, mm-hmm. and he'll need to be Super 6 worthy for San Francisco to have a chance and stopping Mahomes. Because what do we know about this defense? Right now they're giving up, what, like 159 yards on the ground? Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and and that's just one statistic of how poor this defense has been playing. If For one night, right? Because, look, at any point in time, a really good defense, especially an elite defense like this, one good night, that's all they need. Why not on Super Bowl night, yeah. right? Yeah. Why not? I, I, if it hasn't been coming in the games before – this defense will not just, you know, stay stay as low as they are. The only place they have to go right now is up, and it only makes sense for that to happen right now. Yeah, the uh, so I, I do want to clarify a little bit on Bosa. So he he did have two sacks against the Lions, but I think I understand what you mean because he didn't have a ton of consistent pressure against the Lions. They and that's the 49ers as a whole, um, but Bosa as well. It was very kind of boom or bust, and that's not going to work with Mahomes. You need to have consistent QB pressure where you're just living in their backfield. And so, yeah, the stats could be a little misleading and say, yeah, okay, well, he got, he, got, he got to Jared Goff twice. It's like, yeah, but those were about the only two times he got there, right? I need him to get there 10 or 12 times, whether it's him or the, the rest of the line or whoever, right? I need them to get there consistently, and whether you actually get the sack or not is often secondary uh, to how you impact Mahomes and what he's able to do on that play. Now, with Mahomes, you probably do need to finish a lot of those with sacks because of his ability to extend plays and, and make life difficult if, you're, um, if you get him out of the pocket and allow him to improvise a little bit. But, you know, we were talking to Lombardi yesterday. Remember the way he was running around like a chicken with his head cut off against Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay lived in his backfield, and it, like, yeah, I don't, I have no idea how many sacks Tampa Bay had in that game, but the enduring image of that game for me is them chasing Patrick Mahomes, right? And if the 49ers can replicate that, which they've got the guys to do it. Let's be clear here. They have the guys to do it. Whether they can actually execute that or not 
is probably going to make the difference in this game. And so I think we're very much on the same page there uh, with our last, our last pick in the Super 6. Now it is time for sleepers. Now, my favorite. It is. It's so – this one was, was difficult for me because there's a lot of guys I could have picked here. I could have put McCaffrey here, but, again, I feel like I know what I'm getting out of McCaffrey, so he doesn't make sense as a sleeper. Um, I felt like I could have put basically any of the Chiefs receivers here because we have no idea what we're going to get out of them, whether they're going to catch the ball on any given day or not. Um, but where I ended up going was a guy I mentioned with B. Edwards yesterday that – I think has really high boom potential in this game, and that's Debo Samuel. I think that – because there's, there's games, if you watch the 49ers frequently, there's games where, where Debo Samuel is like a normal dude, and then there's games where Debo Samuel is Superman. And he does – he takes, you know, eight-yard passes and takes them to the house. And he just bullies people. And he's breaking tackles like he's Tim Riggins on Friday Night Lights. Like, this is a dude that – has another level to him that you don't always see. And I don't think it's an effort issue. I just think there's some games that he really pops off. And I think that, that to me, is why he's my sleeper because I think there's, like, a certain level to expect out of Debo, but there's this whole other level that he can get to. And if we see that level, again, a lot of it's to do with Brock Purdy, a lot of it's to do with some of the other pieces around him. But if he gets to that level, the 49ers are in really good shape. My sleeper is more of a group and not a player because I had a hard time really pinpointing just one guy in this group. So I'm I'm going with the Chiefs defensive backs. Mm, okay. Because they, they've been locked down. They've been aggressive. It, this trio of cornerbacks in Legereus Sneed and in Trent McDuffie, and then you add in Justin Reed, they've combined for 15 tackles for loss and 27 pass deflections, including the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Like this, this trio, did anybody expect the Chiefs to look like this in the pass game? Absolutely not. I don't think so, no. Uh, and, and and you know what? They, they've done everything they've needed to do and everything that's been asked of them and more. And so they are kind of the X factor mm-hmm. in this game, especially uh, to see how Purdy works them. Because it's not like this, this 49ers offense is so old school where they just kind of run it down your throat and then maybe on third down they'll get a little cute. Like, no, Purdy likes to drop back. Mm-hmm. He likes to look down the field. And I'm, I'm really going to pay attention to Adebo Samuel in this game to see how he gets open. I'm going to pay a lot of attention to Travis Kelsey to see how he can beat those Chiefs – or Travis Kelsey, George Kittle, excuse me, to see how he can beat those Chiefs linebackers. And also Brandon Ayuk. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I wonder about him and, and, and seeing how much separation he can create from those DBs. But the Chiefs are locked down, and they're not afraid to play tight on you. And they're going to make you work for every single yard. They're the sleeper for me in the Super Six. Yeah, that's, and that's a good pick. It's it's a unit that I think a lot of people thought would be good, but they've taken a leap this year that to a level that I don't know that a lot of people were expecting. The other thing is it's a really interesting matchup because I don't know 
that the Chiefs have faced a team, I mean, mostly because there's really not that many teams in the league that have as many weapons as the 49ers have, right? It's easy to figure out how to stop one or two guys. When you've got three or four, it starts becoming another thing. And the 49ers legitimately have four in McCaffrey, Kittle, Debo, and Ayuk. That's where it gets super interesting here, and that's why I think this is such a great Super Bowl matchup. That's our Super Bowl Super 6. We will wrap up our number one by jumping into our regular Super 6 with the Huskers that got released by Husker 24-7 yesterday. Next on Herd Sports Radio.